Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? It's uh, Life Logistics. Um, it's, it's the episode when we attempt to make your lives better based on um, based on some of the queries and issues and worries and wars you've sent in. Sometimes we just come up with things that we think you need to know about. Sometimes we'll freestyle. We mm. Yeah, jazz, uh, jazz logistics. Um, have you got, you said you've, You've been collating a few from the, the past that we haven't. Here, here's one upon, from a while back that I've been really meaning to get back to because it speaks to me. Occasionally, you get a life logistics problem and you think, yeah, this is something I've personally have struggled with. Right. And so it means a lot. And it's from someone called Frank Geraghty. And right. he writes, Hi, cunts. What should people do with their right arm and indeed other arm while trying to sleep alone <laughs> and/or with a partner? Now, this is something I've been talking about for years and I've discussed it with my good wife and it really annoyed her because it was something that she said she'd never thought about until I started Mm. talking about it and now she can't stop thinking about it, right? Yeah. So apologies to people listening who might not have considered this before, but now we're raising the subject, you will start to focus a lot on what your arms do. It's a design fault in the human body or potentially in the, the, the shape of beds. Anyway, mm-hmm. Frank writes, I've, I have a fucking frozen shoulder, I think, and it's pissing me right off. I might need to amputate the cunting thing. No, 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 no. That, we're not going <laughs> to... That First of all, rule that as an option out. It's not that bad. Self-amputation queries. <laughs> yeah. Do I need to get one of these Japanese mattresses with a slot for the arm? <gasps> what? We didn't know about this. Let's get arm fucking Googling. Now, you, you know, I've now, got yeah. my own solutions to it, but I didn't know about Japanese... Arms mattress. Right. Okay. Japan arm. What? No, I I can't see it. Google Google cuddle mattress. Google cuddle mattress. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Why haven't I Googled that before? It's got slots. It's got slots in it for you to put your arm in. Fucking hell. Now. This, the Japanese, once again, uh, fucking one step ahead of the rest of the world, right, when it comes to these sorts of things. Because, like I say, I, for many years, 
I mean, I'll, t- I'll talk you through it. When I'm in bed next to my good wife, I will be lying on my back, propped up, reading my book. Right? <laughs> then, good night. Good night, good wife. Lie are off. you lying flat on your back or are you propped up with propped the pillows? Up, into propped a- up. That's better. Yeah. Propped up. Um, although, when I was camping, I did have to read lying flat down. It's all right, actually, That's with hard. an iPad. It's not oh, ideal, it but right. it's doable. You hold the iPad up. Good thing about yeah. reading on an iPad or Kindle is that you can zoom in and out to get the Ooh. text size just so. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Action reading. Good night. Good night, good wife. Time to go to sleep now. Bang. Light <laughs> out. Shift. First, always. Get comfortable. Facing. <laughs> cap fat. Facing my good wife's back. Right? Yeah. She'll, she'll turn away from me. <laughs> right, and I, I will. I think that's fair enough, though. I that's think fair that's enough, probably yeah. how it should be. Yeah, it should. You don't want to be breathing I'm into a, each other all night. I'm speaking as someone who hasn't shared a marital bed with anyone for yeah. a decade. Well, so, but know, first of all, on. you know, I've said this many times and I'll say it again. Um, marital beds are a ridiculous and archaic idea and a throwback <laughs> to the patriarchy. They're, they're, they're a design of the patriarchy. You will yeah. sleep in my bed. And as my wife, you will sleep every night. You shall lay beside me in a shared bed so I may keep an eye on you and scrutinise your nocturnal activities and make sure you are not laying with another. And if if I should suddenly take the fancy for some sexual activity, you will be there and available and open to me. That is my right. That is my right. Right? It is madness, the whole sharing a bed thing. Utter fucking madness. You know, the... Listen, I'm not. I'm nowhere near the stage where I'm going to be able to genuine. I mean, for a start, I've only got a three bedroom house, right? So mm. there's no spare room for me to move into. I'd have to go down on the sofa. But two single beds in the same room? Yeah, it makes sense. In an ideal world, though, I would like my own room with a double bed. I'll go further. One of the most long lasting uh, celebrity relationships, marriages, is that of Robert Fripp from King Crimson and mm. Toy Wilcox. Right. And they've been together for about 40 years. Yeah. And they live in separate homes. Well, there you go. it's it's a bloody brilliant idea. Um, and I, I just think people will look back in years to come on the era in which men and women, mm. after getting married, had to share a bed. And it's, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. When you're first together in a relationship, I mean, I got together with my wife. We were very young. And it was important to share a bed because we were at it nonstop. Like rabbits. It was just convenient to be in the same bed because if not, yeah. there would have been too much commuting, right? <laughs> but there you grow up. In an ideal world, if I was rich, I would have my own rig. My yep. wife would have her own rig. And then there would be a third rig that was dedicated mm. only to sex. I'm whispering Ooh, in case my rig. kids can hear. A sex rig. If I was rich, I would say, and it would be like, on certain allocated nights, I will meet you mm-hmm. in the sex rig. For Congress, yeah. afterwards you're free. But that would be agreed between be the two of you. Pre-agreed yeah. to ourselves or our representatives. Maybe and, a contract will be signed. Yeah, and then sex contract. Once you've completed the act, right? <laughs> if you want, you can fall into a post-coital sleep in the mm-hmm. in the sex room and just mm-hmm. sleep there for the night. No one's going to stop mm-hmm. you. You might end up sleeping next to each other, or you can just finish and go. Thank you. That was pleasurable. I'm now yes. going back to my own my, rig. 
all of my aims were achieved yes. satisfactorily. Perhaps yours were too. I don't know. I've no way of telling. I'm going back to my rig now. Good day to you. A firm handshake. A firm handshake, a tip of the hat, and then retreat from the room. Right? It just is mad. Anyway, you're in bed with someone else, uh, and I turn on one side. And funny enough, I turn onto my left shoulder, and I mm. put my right arm. What I do is I put my right arm up, and I clutch mm-hmm. like so. My right, my left arm is bent, right. So yeah. my my hand is up quite near my chin. I bend the right. other arm and I clasp the two hands together. I don't know why. Maybe right. this is a throwback to childhood. Maybe I feel insecure yeah. and I'm clutching <clears throat> as if you're clutching a teddy bear. Almost. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then after What's about wrong with that? after about five minutes of lying like that, where I'm thinking, mm. come on, sleep, 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 get to sleep, stop thinking about other things, get to faster. sleep, faster. <laughs> must get to sleep faster. And then, then I'll turn. After about five minutes, I'll turn onto my other side. Now that, for me, everyone's got a best side. When I'm on the right shoulder, that's when I know right now I'm right in the like, runway to sleep. So why do you do the five minutes on the left shoulder then? Don't know. Just habit. It seems to sort of get me through the first stage. Is, is, is that marriage related? Because you're lying on the left shoulder facing your good wife. Do you mm. think, are, you, are you paying homage to her? Almost yeah, I, I think if period. we said goodnight and I immediately turned my back and we were back to back, mm. I just don't think that she would does. send She out turns me. her back immediately. Is yeah. it almost a power but that's play? that's her right to reject me. I mean, <laughs> but like... <laughs> Who uh, her? But I think... If we were back to back, it would, mm. I don't know, it'd send out the wrong signals. It would feel too cold too soon. Yeah. So five minutes like that. And then the treat. It's almost like I've got a treat as well. It's like delayed gratification. Because I think, yeah. right, time to turn onto the right side now. Turn okay. onto the right side. Then, I'll be honest, sometimes, and I've always done this again, it's a habit, I'll clasp my hands together, palm to palm, in the sort of mm-hmm. prayer position. And I will yep. sometimes ha- ha- hold them between my knees. Oh. And then okay. I will fall asleep in that position. But That's interesting. The point is, in every situation I've just described, I never really know what to do with my arms. It's not something that I, I, I'm unable to sort of just forget my arms are there, which is what you should do. I just, I'm thinking, what the fuck am I supposed to do with these bastards? They're huge. The thing is, in the day, the arms are great. You wouldn't be without them. But at night, who hasn't thought, I wish I could detach these at the end of the night and and put them in a cupboard so I can just sleep armless? It would just make everything easier. How would you put them in the cupboard then if you haven't got any arms? I, oh. (laughs) No, I'd detach one and then I would ask my wife to detach the other. Well, it's getting complicated now. And then I'd say, can you just put them in my arm box next to the bed? Yeah. Has she still got arms? Her arms look detachable in this she, I'm sorry, that's a sacrifice she's going to have to make. She's going to have oh, to keep well, her arms. Oh, well, I see the patriarchy, the patriarchy is alive and well then. <laughs> my wife shall keep her arms at all times, for she needs them for work and to assist me. <laughs> the detachment of my own arms. <laughs> my mad arms. Seriously, mate, if you have thought arms, about this as before... A, as a woman, her arms are far more slender and light mm-hmm. and help her with the, the act of sleep, whereas mine are muscular and... Uh, they are uh, powerful hazard. and dangerous arms. They take up a huge amount of space. Um, what happens... Hang on, what happens if it's in the middle of the night emergency and you need to reach for the Terminator? Uh, You've got to wake her up and put your arms on first. My arms! Put my arm on. There is an intruder. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just my right arm will do. My swinging arm. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, right. I, if I had the answers, I'd be a millionaire by now. Because if someone oh. finds a solution to this arm problem at night, then they're going to be richer than Bezos, right? Because... You know, I mean, actually, if anyone comes up with it, it's like it's to be Elon Musk, isn't it? Elon Musk. Probably. Elon I mean, I've got, Musk I've... arm solutions. <laughs> Insert a chip into your arm. I mean, I've got a napping position which works. What is right? it? But it doesn't work for the night sleep. Interesting. Right, I lie flat. I, I lie flat on my tummy for a nap. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my left arm will be extended upwards. I've got two mm. pillows, right? The base pillow <laughs> is a firmer one. Yeah. And the upper pillow is a softer one. Yeah. Now, I will... Uh, the left arm will go up, outwards, mm. towards the top of the bed, under the pillows. And then the right arm goes kind of underneath my, my tit, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Kind of crook, crooked inwards, and that works. I'll go, I'll go off to sleep in a nap like that. When it comes to night sleeping, that doesn't work for me at all. No, and I struggle because I it's a casual pose. The, the nap yeah. is a casual pose, whereas yeah. a night sleep you need to get serious. A night sleep requires commitment. This is eight yeah. nine hours, right? So it could yeah. be more at a weekend, right? But it's if good. it works for me to get to sleep on an afternoon, or let's say late morning. For a nap, then it's why not gonna, it work it's in not, the, You're not going to go the distance with that position, though, are you? And no. let me ask you this. If I understand you correctly, one arm is under the pillow. Do you mm. have your sort of head on top of, effectively, your arm? Like, and the yeah. pillow is the filling in the sandwich. So yeah. when you wake... I've done that before. It's quite nice because it elevates the head a bit, which seems to help. Mm. But then you wake up, fucking pins and needles all up your arm. I don't suffer from that. I don't know what happens once I'm asleep, what positions I get into once I'm asleep, because, you know, you don't sleep in the same position all night, do you? You move around and stuff. So, uh, I don't know. But when you Sometimes, wake up a little bit, if you've gone to sleep with your head, I mean, I, I don't know about your head, but mine is very heavy. I have a very big, heavy head. you said this head. before, an incredibly dense weighs, head, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 weighs, I think it, I think it weighs about a third of the weight of my entire body is my head yeah and yeah. so if i put it on my arm my arm will it'll cut the circulation off quickly right gotcha and when i wake up completely numb it's like i've it's like i wake up thinking my arm has been detached because i can't feel it fuck and, I, and actually i think to myself thank god someone's detached my arm yeah or you do that thing where you just have a quick wank because then it feels like someone else is doing yeah. it yeah yeah Take cash in on the opportunity dead quick before the feeling comes back. Uh, I found myself just, recently. I found myself recently. I was lying with. Let me now try and work out how this worked again. I was lying uh, on my left side. Um, right arm was just lying, sort of limp, but my left arm was underneath me, and I cradled my own face oh, with my left hand. That's nice, and that felt nice. Well, it's important to treat yourself with love and kindness. Yeah, that's right? what I thought, and yeah. It's very important that um, we're all very like hard on again. We all have an inner voice constantly criticising ourselves, right? Mm. What's the matter with you, you fucking mug? Why don't you fucking get some more work done? What are you sat around on your fucking ass doing this for, eh? 
right? <laughs> Fucking get out, mate. Get out the library, read some microfiche, educate yourself. That kind of a voice in your head, constantly, mm. constantly. Do you're we? scum. Okay. You're the shit on my shoe, right? You deserve right. nothing. Your dad's right. Yeah. You're pathetic, right? So you need to silence yeah. that voice by right. treating yourself nicely, by saying nice things mentally to yourself and yeah. cradling your face gently. Yeah. Like a I lover might. I remember watching the documentary about status quo and Rick Parfit, now sadly departed, um, he couldn't sleep on tour without having a hotel uh, hotel room towel between his knees. Oh. In a similar way to you with your yeah. praying hands between Something the between knees. between the knees. So that could help, be a really common helps. thing. Yeah. yeah. Some people put a pillow between their knees. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay, so listen, I hope that all of this has gone some way to helping you, uh, Frank Geraghty. I feel your pain. Hopefully that in itself is helpful to you. I would be interested if you bought the Japanese mattress in giving us a report, a review of it, because that's something that I would definitely consider getting. Um, So I'd like to know more about that. Um, And what I would say to everyone else listening is, if you have a particularly innovative or effective uh, sleeping position, right, Mm. and you're happy with what you do with your arms then please do get in touch with illustrations. I yes, would like please. I would really love for countries to send us illustrations of their sleeping positions and give yep. them a name. Like you might yeah. call it the snake or yeah. you know the erotic octopus or, or whatever, depending on what it yeah. looks like. You know, it's like yeah. like martial arts moves all have their own names, I, usually I, animal you related. Can do them as, you can do them as stick drawings, stick man drawings. Yeah, you, you, don't know, like, an, uh, you don't have to be like an expert illustrator. But, like on on the uh, the opening titles of the Saint, the little stick man that used to run around in that. Yeah, you could do it like that. Or, you, head. or if you if you are more artistically um, talented, or you know, feel free to do a more elaborate oil painting or watercolor. It's, it's or really if up you've got to one you. of those um, one of those art dummies where yeah. you can manipulate the the limbs. Yeah, uh, do that with your art dummy and then take a photograph of it. And it's all good. Yeah, exactly. Or perhaps you're nifty with. Um, CGI, right? And you've got a program on your Mac where you can sort of model something out like that. However you want to do it, but we do need imagery, and that would be wonderful. What I've thought for a long time, I think I was inspired after watching that Frank Sidebottom documentary that we were talking about recently, is that uh, later in his career, they did an exhibition of all his ephemera, you know, Mm. all his, like, either Frank related or other stuff that what's his yeah. name had done what's his name again Chris Chris Seavey yeah and I thought well we we should really at some point think about doing a Top Flight Time Machine exhibition in a, a space a space yeah. in yeah. for instance Manchester's Northern Quarter I don't know right well we could do it at our friends Pop Rex in Sunderland can't we that would be perfect right they'll put, they'll put anything it, on It'll have our own artwork and our own <laughs> ephemera, plus that of all the countries who've contributed so much amazing stuff. And I would love to do just a one-off exhibition that was just the sleep position exhibition, right? Yeah. London South Bank, right? Mm-hmm. It runs for three months next year. And we have asked people from all over the country, including some celebrities such as David Walliams, and yeah. who's the artist fellow who's always wearing a dress? Oh, um, oh, I always forget yeah. his name. Yeah, he's called Alan Measles, isn't he, on Twitter? 
All right, Gilbert. well, that's the, that's the one. We're, we'll Gil- ask Gil- him to get involved. Gilbert the alien? No, not Gilbert the alien. Yeah. Gilbert and George, yeah. we'll get them to do it. Yeah. Um, what's the name? Amanda Holden. Oh, <laughs> Don't yeah. know why her. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get everyone to send in drawings of how they sleep. <clears throat> And maybe mm. a few words on why they sleep that way. I don't know. Anyway, Tony what I'm saying is... Who? Tony Cotty? Tony Cotty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tony Cotty <laughs> sleeps in a cot. <laughs> <laughs> he could as well. Tony he's, that, day, he's, he's very yeah. small. So, anyway, so there we are. Send, yeah. send, us, um, send us your sleep drawings. I'm really into this now. Okay, that's that. Jalapeño. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. There's one here just coming on the Twitter today. Um... <clears throat> Joe Barnes, uh, moving house soon. On one hand, van hire opportunity. On the other hand, could hire a moving company and just rest, spending my energy planning my new rig layout instead. What would be best from a logistics perspective? Van hire and do it yourself <clears throat> or hire company? I would go hire company, I think. I'd go hire But company. then again, it depends on what your time frame is. If you've got one set date to move house from house A to house B, you need a hire company to do it really mm. don't you if you've got a bit of leeway say for example you're coming at the end of a lease and you've got a couple of weeks grace mm. and you can move into your new house you can get a van and you can do that yourself and then get a higher company to do the heavy shit there's one other question which is what's the size i mean when i was younger and i was <clears> often moving from one one bedroom flat to another mm. then i'd always do it myself mixture yourself, just, sometimes yeah. just cars and then, yeah. you know, two-bedroom flat, then you start experimenting with vans. When you're talking about a house with bigger bits of furniture, yeah, you got. I would always say remove them because it's a false economy to try and do it yourself. It's just a mm. fucking nightmare. However, you can have your cake and eat it, right? If you're doing a decent-sized house move, what generally happens is they do the main work, the removal men, right? Mm. But then... Um, in the days and weeks that follow, there's all sorts of shit. That it, it's not just done. Unless you're a millionaire and you've got those, you got the, you get the removal people who come and they literally unpack everything and put it in place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do know someone who's done who does that. 
right, when they move, they've got, they have a cleaner and they get the cleaner and they get uh, to put together a team of all her mates. Fucking hell. This is a rich person. Ooh. They're really friendly with their cleaner, right? And they go, right, you get together a load of mates, whoever you mm. need, right? And you're you're the boss. I imagine all of your friends are cleaners as well, aren't they? Yes, yes you're well, cleaning Get friends. them all together. Get them, get them all to together. cancel their other engagements and get them gathered together to work for me. Here is a uniform I prepared for all of you. It says, <laughs> uh, it says, employee of Sam Delaney Esquire. <laughs> get a get a fucking squad of cleaners, right? Mm. And then, this is what your Elon Musk's do, right? Yeah. They don't, you can't see them fucking unwrapping, getting all the bubble wrap, cutting all that off. Oh, fuck, where do these cups go? Where, where, what is, does this go in the, this first aid stuff, do we keep that in the bathroom cabinet or do we keep it in that cupboard in the kitchen where we have all it's sorts of different things? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, they don't bother with that. They have a, a bunch of cleaners and there's one boss cleaner who's familiar with the family and how they like to do things, right? Mm. And she goes, right, put that there, put this there, and you just fuck off for a couple of days, come back, and everything's in place. But that's that's mm. rich man's moving. Normal man's moving. What I'm saying is get the removal people to do it, and then in the days and weeks that follow, you will have to go back and forth to the dump loads of times mm. to the tip. You will have to very shit around like you might have said to someone look this sofa doesn't fit in our new house do you want it I'll bring it round yeah. loads of shit get yourself a van in the days and weeks that follow you'll be going For to storage if you have a storage unit you'll mm. be going back and forth storage because you're like well we don't want to chuck this but it doesn't really fit in the new house stick it in the storage so don't worry you'll get your van fun in the days and yeah. weeks that follow the move. So do it both ways. I think we've done a thorough explanation of all three ways. Also, if you live in the South East, here's a great tip that someone gave me once. If you live in London, uh, I don't know how you're going to react to this, Andy, but... Okay, here we go. If, I'm if, ready. If you live in London, right, and you're looking to hire a removal firm, there are lots of price comparison sites now specifically for removal people, and that's right. great. And and it's something that I know Roger Taylor has told me he's keen to do a special on. <laughs> Good. Right, about, about the logistics and how to get the best possible price. But Roger Taylor yeah. didn't tell me this. Someone else did. You can always try to hire a removal firm from the north of England because they're invariably much cheaper. And what they do is they come down the night before the move in their massive truck mm. and they it's have that it. little rig above their cab of the truck. Mm. You know that bed above it? Mm-hmm. They keep in that, right? So they drive down, they park outside your gaff. You look out the windows. They're here, darling. Who? Yeah. The men from the North Country. In their flat the, caps. They've arrived. I can see them. They're smoking their, their roll-up cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry. They won't bother us tonight. They know the rules. I've explained it to them fully. They will not communicate us with us until the day of the move. But they are I've sleeping. told them not to foul the streets either with their urine and their feces. Well, where will they do? If they need to do number twos, where will they do them? They will probably go to a public house. <laughs> or oh, they'll just hold it in. I imagine they're trained <laughs> in these circumstances. And they sleep in the truck. I think they're like guinea pigs. I think they eat it. <laughs> oh, well, that's good because we don't want it in the street outside. I know we're moving away. But it would be horrible for the people who have bought our property from us if the first thing that welcomes them is is the feces of some North Country workmen. Right. 
Yeah, wow. so just get get them to come down. If you're in London, get them to come down from up north. Just right. Google Northern Removal Men. You'll be surprised yeah. at the prices. They'll come down. They'll park outside. They'll keep in the in their cab overnight, and then mm-hmm. they're there to start first thing in the morning. So just get up, and at five a.m. Oh, not not. Hello, Mr. Delaney. We're here to move <laughs> your grand piano into your new property. Yes, yes. Get on with it. <laughs> I didn't really understand what you said there, but get on with it, please. What? They're, they're, they're communicating in, in a strange sort of... Gr- a, a series of grunts and gestures. <laughs> yeah. Like it'll be myself like, it's, with Julian it's, Fellows. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's like when we met Julian Fellows and every time you spoke, he just looked at me quizzically as if I was going to translate. <laughs> Good old Julian Fellows. Oh, we should have done him as a human of honour. <laughs> Fucking hell. Nah. <laughs> yeah so anyway that's removal advice I, I think it's pretty yeah, decent that's good mm. tick check tick 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 uh, uh, right what else have we got here um, ooh. I've got one here that's just come in with a photograph as well from Joe Tennant uh, yeah. he says through unsolicited means that I am unaware of oh, but wow. my good wife to be is I've recently become the possessor of an industrial 2.6 kilogram tin of Heinz baked beans. Yeah. Photo attached, and it is massive. It's fucking... It's like... It's... Where would you see this? Probably... Well, if, if you're in a greasy spoon this, and you went it, backstage. Yeah, backstage. Or in a cash and carry. Yeah. Costco. Yeah. We sell I mean, these, it, I think. Industrial it, however big, catering size. However big you're imagining this tin of Heinz baked beans, right, in your head now, I can tell you double it, and you're still not even mm. close. This is the biggest yeah. tin of beans you, you're ever likely to come across. Certainly Heinz. I'd, I'd love Joe to have maybe put a 50 pence piece next to it for comparison. Yeah, but, there was a couple of know. things in in the in the background for comparison, but it doesn't quite work. It, what's really impressive is it's Heinz beans, because usually if you're dealing with industrial-sized beans like this, backstage at a mm. calf or something, let's be honest, it would be some budget off-brand beans. But when Don't this say is, Branston, because Bran, Bran, Branston are better than Heinz. Branston Beans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell, mate. You're saying that as if, like, what? Did you not know? Everyone knows that. Well, everyone everyone who knows, knows. All right, I'll give it a go. But Heinz are... I would regard Heinz as rich man's beans, right? Mm. If you're going... If you're buying on this scale, like, if you've got a tin of... I mean, even the look of it, the branding and everything, this is, like, the top of the baked bean tree. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Terms, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying it's the best, but I'm saying it's the most prestigious. Yeah, it, if you if you're doing catering, it's easy to cut corners with the beans. And get exactly. A, that's a, exactly. That's basically a, what I'm a saying. Brandless. Like, if you were, if you were, no one's going to see the tin. So just fucking no. get any old beans. Do you know what I mean? Um, but some mad cunt has got a massive tin of Hat Heinz beans. What should I do with them? Is that what he's well, basically this is his saying? Problem. Fucking, yeah, he says. In fucking a, eat he them. Says, Oh. Well, he says, in a household of five, how do I use yeah. said can without living on beans three times a day but without wasting them? My concern is they won't last long once the can is opened. Uh, it's a good point, and the question has to be, why the fuck have you got this tin of beans? Well, he in doesn't a, know. In a, in a house. He doesn't he know. He doesn't know. Um, that you can, you, if you've got Tupperware, I mean, I've got, ple- I've got too much Tupperware, but I've talked about that before. It drives me mad. But... Um, you could, yeah, it's fine, mate. I mean, look, open it up. All have 
beans for breakfast, right? Maybe as part of a bigger breakfast or maybe just beans on toast, whatever, yeah. right? Then decant what's left into um, one or a number of uh, Tupperware boxes, airtight, stick them in the fridge. Those beans are going to last for a long time, mate. Can you freeze big beans? You can freeze anything. My, my mother-in-law yeah, but... is, is one of Britain's greatest freezers. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if like the BBC gave her her own TV show, like Freezing yeah. Britain or something like that. She'll fucking freeze anything, right? And I've seen her freeze salad. She will not, when you, when you get to the end of a meal, you know I was telling last week about that new recycling food caddy that I've invested in to put my yeah. food recycling into. Peelings, shell, shells, etc. yeah. She wouldn't bother doing that because she'd like, what are you chucking it out for? Freeze that, have it later. Freeze it, use it again, yeah, yeah. Freeze your peelings. Freeze your fucking peelings. <laughs> Freezy peels, that's what they call them. Like, you can get them from birds like now. Say- Come on, man. The kids love freezy peels. Put them on toast. Put them in your sandwich. Cover them in custard. They're delicious. Man, what's the tea? Is it freezy peels? You're laughing, but you know we could be six months away from this. Listen, I I subscribed last year to Masterclass, which is something you might have seen advertised online, right? Yeah. Um, I got a two-for-one deal because I got it for my brother for his birthday and I thought, I'll have that. I'll have the fucking two-for-one for myself. And it's all famous people <laughs> teaching you different things, right? And there's some great ones, like it's got Scorsese on filmmaking, for example, right? Natalie Portman t- teaching you how to act, right? Uh, it's <laughs> right. got Bob Iger, who's the head of Disney, talking about how to run Disney, which is fucking... How to do Disney! Right, Bob Iger here. Sit tight! When I got the job as boss of Disney, I thought, piece of piss. Keep knocking out the cartoons. Right, reissue Snow White, which is the best one. Once in a while, get those cunts on that podcast in England to do a deep dive into it. That'll fucking spike the downloads. Right. But it was turned out to be much fucking harder than I thought. Luckily, I'm dead clever, so I pulled it off. Here's how I done it. No, but it's re- it is a bit like that. It's really good, right? He even tells you yeah. about how he got the job. When the job became available, right? <laughs> I fucking. I went to the interview and I lied through my fucking teeth. Listen, see my fucking CV. All the usual crap. Yeah, I volunteered in a fucking charity shop in my summer holidays when I were a kid. Did I fuck? Don't ask them, they're not there anymore. What are they going to do? Trace it back as if. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I took a year off for went to university. I volunteered in a fucking African village. Like, fuck, I did. I spent my year off stoned off me not watching fucking don't, Home and Away like every other cunt. Don't ask about the village. It's not there anymore. <laughs> anyway, they fucking fell for it and now I'm at the fucking reins of Disney. Sensational. <laughs> and it's not just Mickey Mouse either. Fucking Star Wars. The fucking Avengers. Toy Story. The Light. I fucking own all of them. You should see my kid's party. When my kid has a fucking birthday party, right, I haven't got some contrast up as I am, man. I've got Robert Downey Jr. himself there with the actual get up. Anyway, I got this masterclass and um, I was, sometimes I I idly scroll through and think, I'll watch one of these things. Like they've got Gordon Ramsay doing cooking, right? 
Mm. And um, they got this Italian geezer, and they say he's got the world's most awarded Italian restaurant, which is in America. And he goes, I'm going to show you how to cook the most incredible, I don't know what it is, it's a risotto or something, right? And he, he, these chefs, they're so potentially he's one of these Michelin star guys, right? So you're thinking, oh, yeah, yeah Italian chef, spaghetti and meatballs, lovely, right? He's um, he, he does a whole dish. It takes about an hour, and it's all with peelings. He goes, what I'm going to show Fucking you how hell. to do. What? He goes, I, you know, you take things like, so he takes the skin off the onion, you know, the papery skin. He goes, and yeah. people throw this away, but this is where the real flavour and aroma of any of any uh, vegetable come from, right? Like a soup out of it or something. He fucking sort of, but he doesn't just boil up. He actually is, and he takes ages doing it, and he takes all these horrible peelings and dirty bits, of, and he fucking cooks it all, well, I, sw- I didn't even see what happened in the end. I switched off off. I thought I was disgusted. Well, I mean, I've always said that restaurants that serve potato skins is either it's a stroke of genius or it's the biggest restaurant con because they're selling you the stuff that they were generally It was the away. biggest breakthrough in restaurant <laughs> history, wasn't it? When some cunt said, you know what? I reckon we could cut these and fucking sell them back to Just the cunts. Cook the fuck out of them. <laughs> it's like there was a geezer... At a restaurant in uh, in London, and he his whole thing was nose to tail, right? Yeah, Which is uh, cut the everything. whole fucking yeah. thing, yeah. cook it all. Don't throw bits away. That's wasted. And what he did was what that is. That's just a business decision, right? Because when you're in the restaurant game, you got to waste so much shit. You mm. throw half of it away, and then on top of that, you know things go off. So if you don't flog it all in the day you bought it, then it goes off. You got to get rid of it, right? So yeah. he thought, how can I get around all this stuff? And what he's done is he thought, I'll cook all of it, even the stuff that no cunt wants, right? And yeah. and what I'll do is I'll market this to all the pretentious foodies as if exactly. not as if like, yeah. uh, this is like you're going to have to eat the fucking trotters off a pig, right? That's yeah. how desperate you are. When everyone knows the best bit of a pig is like the sausages or the chops, right? Of course. <laughs> and and uh, he's going to fucking, I'm going to convince these daft cunts that they're fucking living the high life by eating a I'm gonna pig's, make it all fucking, a pig's trendy. fucking nostril. I'm going to make it trendy. And it he did it. trendy, and then I can charge double. <laughs> exactly. So he sent yeah. them what, what was traditionally regarded as the offcuts, right? Yeah. The shit that in, in the olden days, your nan, Testicles. your nan, Bowls. if she was a bit skint that week, would have to go to the butcher's shame-faced, and they'd go, yeah. would you like your usual sausages, Mrs. Darby, Mrs. Delaney? And then go... No, uh, no, uh, and you'd have to whisper shame. Most guy, have you got any offcuts? Have you got yeah. any bollocks or snout or cock intestines? Yeah, because I'm a bit short this week. Oh yeah, I'll yeah. see what I can do. And give you a bag of entrails, and you just pay a mm. shilling for that, right? This cunt has turned the whole thing on its head. Totally, mind you, we're doing Genius. podcasts about um, how to, where to put your arms when you sleep. So in a way, we're doing the podcast equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been unlike uh, no such thing as a fish they edit these bits out <laughs> yeah. we drag them out for half an hour yeah but uh, yeah you've just answered it there the beans question just freeze them freeze and the you, you, you've just given me a revelation now you've just says you can freeze anything of course you can fucking freeze anything My... Walt Disney froze his fucking head and we've come full circle again <laughs> Bob Iger talks about that yeah. I'll tell you what's fucking weird. You think you've got a weird boss. My boss has been dead fucking years, but his head's still in a fucking freezer in my office. And I don't know me. if he's still thinking or not. 
I can't tell. It's connected up to wires, and I'm contractually obliged by the board of directors to open the fridge door for one hour every day so he can just look at what I'm doing. <laughs> he sat there, right? I'm doing my work, and I don't know if this cunt's judging me or not. <laughs> His face is completely inscrutable. <laughs> You can't read the cunt. So, obviously, that so, is a bit unnerving, to say the least. You might think I've got the best job in the world, but fucking let me tell you why I've not. Because that could look over my shoulder 24-7. Have we got time for uh, one more? No, we haven't, that's it. Oh, OK, well, it was a really we'll good episode, week. so people should be grateful. more than enough, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you've got any logistical problems, you've got get them into us on Twitter or at uh, contact at tftimemachine.com remember like to that. mark your emails live logistics if not we won't be fucked trawling through looking for questions we'll just ignore you do yep. live logistics and then if you want to add another word about what the subject matter is then do it or don't couldn't give a fuck whatever oh yeah by the way you might have a newsletter by the time you listen to this but we've got on the site there's some brilliant new t-shirts and a four pack of Top Flight Time Machine face masks to protect you from getting COVID. Why you'd wear them, who knows, but that's up to you. Yeah, that's our sales right. pitch. See you later, dickheads. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.